and praise. Thank you, Sister Crosby, for that wonderful song. Amen. Let's give her a hand as well. Amen. I spoke with you. Uh, let's, let's pray. Lord, we thank you and praise you for this morning. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for what you have done. Thank you for all those that are standing today. God, I pray that I will decrease and you will e increase. Give me the words to say. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Lord, you're my strength and you're my redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. Put your hand together. Give God praises. Amen. These next few Sundays, you may be seated. These next few Sundays, I'm going to be taking the time to teach about creation and about God as the creator. Uh, and I said this the other day, I think that the minds of most of our young people are being challenged as to whether or not God exists. Uh, that's really a conversation that's going on now. Uh, and we can talk a whole lot of stuff and shout and dance and all those things. But I think for the young mind, the challenge uh, in school and education and everywhere else is whether God exists. Now, I didn't have that problem coming up as a child because I was trained that from the very beginning. But we're dealing with a generation that didn't go to Sunday school and a generation that's going to college and school. And when you get in college, they start teaching you about all these other religions. And some of them sound similar to the religion that you believe. And then you have all these myths that are coming together and being mixed together, and when you bring them all together, it almost gives you that concept that the Bible is just another story in the book. So we want to talk this morning about God created. God created. Go the first, the first words in the Bible, go to Genesis chapter 1 and 1, the first words in the Bible, the very first thing, because I believe that this would be the first thing that was challenged and if you can't get beyond verse 1, then you will understand nothing else about the Bible and nothing else about the Bible will be it, it will be important. If you can't get past the first sentence, you, nothing else is important. Genesis 1 and 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. In the beginning, God created the heaven, and the earth. So I think that's the first thing that has to be understood is that in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. When we look at in the beginning, we can't look at that in the beginning as when we're looking at the beginning because in order to have a beginning, you have to have time. There is no time at this point. Because it says, in the beginning, God created. So, in the beginning is not talking about a time. When he says, in the beginning, God created heaven and earth, that's not talking about a time. Because remember, time doesn't exist till later. So, in, you can't have beginning and end without time. You could not have a in the beginning or a time in the beginning. So, this in the beginning is not talking about time, but it's talking about a person. So, when you go back to Revelations chapter 1 and 1, 1 and 8, 
1 and 8. Look at Revelation 1 and 8. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. So when it says, in the beginning, God created heaven and earth, it's not talking about time. In him. So the concept, the concept about heaven and earth began in the beginning. So it was in God before it was here. So just anything that you do, it begins in you. And just like whatever you do, your business, your job, whatever it does, it begins in you. The earth begins in him as a thought. So when he says in the beginning, God created heaven and earth. This earth that you have, the trees, the birds, the rivers, the seas, was all the mind of God. It was in the beginning before it was in the earth. He thought it. Who can think like that? Who can think of a system like that? Ah, you with me, saints? It begins as a thought, and then as it begins as a thought, in the beginning God created the heaven and earth, and then God gets the thought out of him. In the beginning God created the heaven and earth, so it means inside himself God created the heaven and earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, this is the key, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. Everything was created from a word at this point. God said, get John chapter 1 and 1, John 1 and 1. You with me? All right. Now, in the beginning, God created heaven and earth. Then you have another. John goes deeper. This is phase two. In the beginning was the word. So two things. In the beginning, God created heaven and earth, but also in that beginning was the word. So the creation was in him and the word was in him. So now the word that was in the beginning was spoken out. So whatever was in the beginning of God is no longer a thought. It became a word. So in the beginning, God created heaven and earth, meaning heaven and earth is in God. Then God speaks that beginning out just like a person who has an idea. And they speak the idea out and bring that idea to pass. God thought about this world, spoke it out, and brought it to pass. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God, and the word was God. And the same was in the beginning with God. All things were created by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Amen. Can we say praise the Lord? Now, when you think about it in the beginning, there's a couple of things that you have to understand. God created heaven and earth. He didn't create them at two different times. When they say God created heaven and earth, he created the heaven and earth at the same time. Let me have this bowl so you understand. I want everybody to get this. He created the heaven and earth, and if you can imagine a big ball, one big ball, when he creates, he creates heaven and earth, heaven is on top of that ball, earth is on the bottom. One ball. Heaven is on top, earth is on bottom. Now he divides that up into two halves. <laughs> Go to Genesis, read down Genesis chapter 1 and 1. Read Genesis 1 and 1. Now, we're talking about creation. Genesis 1 and 1. Read. 
In the beginning, God created heaven and the earth. Uh-huh. And the earth was without form uh-huh. and void. Yes. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. Uh-huh. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Uh-huh. And God said... The Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. So what, what do we have here first? Water. The Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. And God said... God said... Let there be light. We got water, then we got light. Uh-huh. And there was light. Now, that's not sunlight. Remember that. That's not sunlight. So when God said, let there be light, and there was light, that wasn't sunlight. And you, you go back, the sun wasn't created until in the moon until Genesis chapter 1. All right, Genesis chapter 1 and verse 14. And God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night. Uh-huh. And let them be for signs and for seasons uh-huh. and for days and for years. So when God said, let there be light, listen, and there was light. This is not talking about sunlight and moonlight. That didn't come to the fourth day. When God said, let there be light and there was light, that was himself. God now speaks himself into the earth that he's created. And the life force, everything that lives, go to John chapter 1 and 1. All right? This is John 1, 1, and, 1 and 4. Uh, one and one. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God, the same in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, without him was not anything that made that was made. And in him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shined in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Now watch this. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same was uh, to bear witness, uh, uh, to bear witness of the light. Now, what light is he talking about? That all men through him might be saved. He was not the light, but was sent to bear witness of the light. So when he said, let there be light, and there was light, God spoke himself into the atmosphere. God speaks himself out, and when God said that, God put himself in the water. God put himself in the earth, just like a man impregnates a woman and put his seed in a woman and wait for her to bring forth. He spoke himself into the universe. My God, can you say hallelujah? He created a world, put himself in the world. So when you take a seed, and I'll show you, and you plant that seed in the ground, and that seed grows, what makes that seed grow is not that grow, not the seed itself. God has put himself in the earth, and you can plant a dead seed in the ground, and whatever God put of himself in the earth, take that seed and turn it into a tree. God is everywhere at the same time. Working and moving. Are you with me? Listen, go back to the book of Genesis. Give me a few minutes. I want you to see this. Genesis chapter 1. All right, and God, verse 4, and God, verse 5, and God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and the evening and the morning were the first day. And God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. Now, this is important. God said, let there be a ferment in, in, in the midst of the water. So now what God is doing, and I want you to see this, uh, verse number, uh, and God said, let there be a, a ferment in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the ferment and divided the waters which were under the ferment from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. So what God actually did is took that one ball that he made and made a division a separation between two balls. And between those two balls is the air and the atmosphere, but they're shaped just alike. So the, the, the bottom layer is here and the top layer is there. And then on, on, that, on that top layer, 
God put the earth on top of it. So it sits on it. So you got a ball with the earth sitting on top of it. Now, this is something that uh, will defy science. And I can prove this from the Bible. All right, I want you to get me because the earth has a round shape at the bottom, but it's not round on the top. It's flat on the top. It's a bowl that has something sitting on top of it. Let me prove that now. Does a circle have corners? Does a circle have corners? Give me Isaiah 40 and 22. Isaiah 40 and 22, read it. Watch it this. is he that uh, sitteth upon the circle of the earth. He sitteth on what? The circle of the, the earth. The circle of the earth. Now watch this. He sits on what? The circle of the earth. So the earth got a circle, but then good Isaiah chapter 11 and 22. Eleven and, twi 11 and 12, I'm sorry, read. And he shall set up an ensign for the nations uh -huh. and shall assemble the outcast of Israel and gather together the dispersed of Judah from the four corners from, of the earth. From what? The four corners of the, the earth. The what? Four corners but of the how earth. How can you get corners on something that's round? He going to gather them from the four corners of the earth. Well, come on, y'all follow me? So if you got four corners, then you got somewhere you got a square. But you also got a circle. So you got a circle and a square at the same time. Go with me quickly. Y'all follow me? Revelations chapter 20 and 8. Look at Revelation 28 so you can see how awesome our God is. And we're still trying to figure him out. Isaiah 20, uh, Reve uh, Revelation 28. And shall go out to deceive the nations. Then shall go out and deceive the nations. Which are in the four corners. Which are in the four, four quarters corners of the earth. Now you can't deny that. That's the book. That are in the four corners of the earth. All right, give me the book of Revelation 7 and 1. Revelation 7 and 1. Uh-huh. And after these things, I saw four angels standing on the four corners of the earth. I, I saw four angels standing on the four corners of the earth. So not only is he telling you that this is not just symbolical, these are locations. They're standing one on that corner, one on that corner, one on that corner, one on that corner. So, you know, we got the question, is the, is the earth flat or round? But what does the Bible say? It has corners. So it must be one part of it's flat, and then it's a circle. So there's, there's, there's that part that it's sitting on. Are y'all with me? What an awesome God. And then God, God splits it up and got everything in between, and God that made it all. Amen. He created by his word, didn't put his hand nowhere, just spoke and put his spirit there. I mean, he just said something, and the whole world existed. He said something, and, and, and whales start coming. See, he wants you to know the power of his word because you're going to come into some situations that are quite smaller than creating the earth. You're going to come in some situations that's quite smaller than creating a whale. And so he wants you to go and look at mountains and say his word created that. He wants you to go, praise the Lord, and look at valleys and say his word created that. He wants you to go and look at all these wonders of the world, animals that they and say that his word created. And then when you get a little cancer in your body, you say if his word 
can create a word. His word can speak to my little situation. He starts off with all this big stuff that he does. Creating a heaven. Creating an earth. Creating all this stuff. And what God is generally saying is all I got to do is speak to your situation. You're out here crying and mourning about your bills and your sickness in your body. And that's why we pray. We pray to God because all I want you to do is speak to it. Because if I can speak to him the right way, he'll speak to my condition. God don't have to show up. God don't have to do like you do. All God has to do is speak right now and your condition can be changed. And he puts all this out there so that he can build confidence in his ability. Confidence in what he can do. And there is no way that you can really grasp the teaching of creation and not believe God is able to fix your situation. There is no way that you can sit out and watch this whole world that God has created. And see, what man has done is he's trying to make all that God done disappear. So you go to the cities where they've made towns to erase God. They erase mountains. They erase, and then they try, after they erase it, to try to create it themselves. You tear up a whole city and then make your own man-made lake. Tear up a whole city and make your man-made mountains so confidence can be in man. But praise the Lord, when you go down and see the things that God has created, there's a different faith that you get when you ride in Alaska. There's a different faith that you get when you see animals that are here and there and God is taking care of them. And, and we take animals and we bring them inside of our perimeters and create forms and we have to feed them. But God got a whole world. He ain't worried about no flock or no herd. God got a whole world of horses and animals that ain't starving. He fixing them food every morning. You got to go on your board and pick up some oats to give the horse and God said, praise the Lord, I've got, uh, I've got animals everywhere. I'm feeding the lion. I'm feeding the monkey. I'm feeding the goat. And you worry about me feeding you? I got a whole world I'm feeding. I'm feeding whales. I'm feeding birds. And you walk around here talking about your light bill. He's such a mighty God. He said, what's going to happen to my trees and my crops? And I want some plants over here. And I don't need no man in no airplane to do it. I'll take a bird down in the north and let him eat a berry up there. He eats a berry up there and the seed is in his belly. I'll let him fly down south and he'll use the restroom. And I got him so high that his seed drop right in the ground. Then I send some rain and make me a tree. God is an awesome God. And you're wondering if your light bill going to be paid. You're wondering, praise the Lord, if God going to bring you out. When you know you got that kind of God, you praise him. God created. My God, can somebody give God a praise? Grab a hold of somebody's hand and say, God created. Look at the wonderful creations God created. They got them so beautiful that you'll go and kill a zebra and put his clothes on. Have you ever looked at God's wardrobe? He got the he got the he got the he got the line round around there with a mane around his neck. You like it so much you want to buy one put around your neck. He got the zebra out there. Hip 
hippopotamus, all these animals. You can't even get the name of them, but God is taking care of them. Amen. God will take care of you. And then what God wants you to know, these are not my children. These are my animals. And if I got a hippopotamus out there eating, and I got a gorilla out there eating, you think you my child, and I'm not going to feed you. You think you my child, and I'm not going to take care of you. So every time you look out in the field, and you see, praise the Lord, the cow eating. Every time you see something wild out there eating, you say, if my daddy going to take care of that, I'm a child. I'm going to eat. I'm going to eat. I'm going to be clothed. In the beginning, God created. Tell somebody God created. Put your hand together and give God a praise and say God created. Tell them God created. Can somebody say God created? Can somebody give God a praise and say thank you? To lose sight of that causes us to lose faith. And what God is able to do. God can say one word tonight and your entire situation has changed. That's why when people came to Jesus and got the revelation of who he was, a blind man came to him that got a demonic uh, servant at home, bound. And he said to Jesus, I got a servant at home that's sick. And Jesus said, I'm going to come and take care of him. The man said, no, no. I'm not worthy that you come under my roof. But speak the word only. And my servant can be made whole. How many of y'all believe God can speak to something tonight? How many of you believe that God can speak to a cancer tonight? That God can speak to a sickness tonight? That God can speak to a condition tonight? Can you give him praise like you believe that he's going to speak to it? There are two creative forces working, and I want you to see this. And go back to Genesis chapter 1, and I want you to get this. There are two creative forces working from God. And God said, and I don't have time to go, but God said, God, uh, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. This is a direct connection to God. And God says, let, uh, uh, and God saw the light, and it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. When you go down to Genesis chapter 1 and 11, God introduces us to something different. Now remember, in Genesis 1 and 1, we said the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the deep. So let me show you what God did. When God put his Spirit in the water, he put all of the life forces that was necessity for the earth to bring forth whales and animals, all the Spirit of God came on there for it to have that ability. Then when God's, God went through the earth, he put all of the abilities of the earth to bring animals. Now God doesn't bring them forth. He now speaks to what he's in. So a lot of people don't understand the evolution. And when we talk about creation, because we have not been able to explain biblical evolution, there is an evolutional component in creation. But it's not like Darwin's theory. There is an evolution uh, 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 concept, and there are three type of things that were created by God. Listen to me well. First, there are the creatures that came out of the water. 
Then there's the creatures that came out of the earth. And God did not touch them. He didn't put his hand on any of them. Nothing. He put it in the earth and he spoke it. And the earth brought forth. Give it this. Get Genesis 1 and 11. And God said, let the earth bring forth. Not me. And the herb yielding seed and fruit trees after their kind, after its kind, whose seed, where's the seed? Is in itself upon the earth, and it was so. And the earth brought forth grass. So now God had put his spirit in the earth, and I said, earth bring forth. And the earth brought it forth. Right? Go to Genesis chapter 1, and I want you to get verse number 20. You got to follow me here. And God said, let the waters bring forth abundantly, moving creatures that have life and the fowls uh, fowl that may fly upon the earth and, 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 and the open firmament of heaven. And God created great wells and every living creature that moveth, which the earth brought forth. So those are the ones that the earth brought forth. Now, in Genesis chapter 2, two components of this creation. Genesis 2. But the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. And the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make a help meet for him. And out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field. Now you got three things happening. You got God speaking and the earth bringing forth. God speaking and the waters bringing forth, but the animals that was in the garden with Adam, God actually formed them differently. This is important that you see, and I want to talk about this. And God said, let the earth bring forth. And the earth brought forth. And it says, and God said in verse number 22, God, uh, 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 verse 20, and God said, let the waters bring forth abundantly. This is important to understand because there are things that God is going to do for you that is going to require you working on the other end. So even though God wants you to do it, he's put the ability in you to do it, but God ain't going to do it. He's only going to speak to what's in you. So many of you are confused because there are things that you know God won't for you, but they're not coming to pass. Because God said, no, I put them in you, but you're going to have to bring them forth. Glory to God. I put my spirit in the earth. Some of y'all got businesses. Some of y'all got ideas. Some of you are millionaires. But God said, I ain't bringing it forth. I did my job. And then God said, I want y'all to know how this works. Because I don't want you confused. So I'm going to make you like that. I'm going to make a woman and I'm going to make a man. And I'm going to tell the man, you go ahead and you put your sperm in her and walk away. But it's going to be her job to put some fingers on it. It's going to be her job to put some toes on it. And when the time comes, she's going to have to bring it forth. So what God is saying, I put some stuff in you. I put some gifts in you. I put some jobs in you. I put some businesses in you. But I'm not going to get you pregnant and put the fingers on and the toes on and burp it too. You got a job to do. You've got something to do. Some many people are praying, God, do this. God, do that. God said, I did my part when I gave you the idea. I, give, I did my part when I gave you the concept. It's your job to put some fingers, some toes, and bring it forth. 
It's not a man's responsibility to put his hand there and put some fingers in your womb. He done his job when he put the seed there. And some of y'all waiting to tell my God, what you going to do? How you going to do it? The minute you woke up and you had an idea in your mind, that was God. The minute you woke up and had an idea in your mind, that was God. Who thinks like that? Who get ideas like that? Who get, why out of all, out of nowhere, your mind start thinking about something like that? God said, that was my job. But if you're going to sit there and miscarriage what I gave in you, if you're going to sit there and let what I gave in you die, that's what, but I want somebody here that said, God, I'm going to do my job. I'm going to have a healthy pregnancy. I'm not going to get pregnant with an idea and sit there and do nothing. God bless you, Darlene who has gotten pregnant with an idea. But you had to call the contractor. You had to call the business folk. See, you're supposed to be developing what God put in you. All God gave you was a seed. But the fertilizing and the warning, that's your job. And there ought to be something in you that's ready to do something with what God put in you. There ought to be something in you. One of the problems that we have today is that many people, their wounds are not spiritually equipped to bring forth what God has them. They have good ideas. They have good concepts. You can sit in them all day long and they can tell you good ideas, but you got to go past an idea. There's got to be something in you that works towards what God is saying. There's got to be something in you that says, you see, we sit back, wait, I'm waiting on the Lord. I'm waiting on the Lord. I'm waiting on the Lord. God said, I'm waiting on you. But there's a problem. There's a problem that's going to come. You're going to get pregnant. I'm going to put that idea in the earth. I'm going to put that concept in the earth. But this is going to be difficult. Because I got to bring something out of this earth that has never been there before. It is hard to bring forth. Imagine a tree coming out of the ground. This roughness, this toughness. And God said, I want you to compare birth to your life. Everybody know how pleasure it is to get an idea how painful it is to produce an idea. It's fun getting pregnant, but it's not so fun giving birth. It's fun having ideas and goals. You're good as long as it's an idea, but man, when you try to start working, you're good when you're talking about going to school, but when you try to graduate, it's good when you're talking about starting a business, but when you try to produce it, the pain comes. Nothing goes without pain. So Paul now, in the New Testament, y'all with me, tries to explain to us the concept of bringing an idea. Don't, don't think that God didn't give you because you're having a hard time. And I think this is one of, the, the, one of the problems that people have, is that you think that if it's hard, God ain't in it. You think if it's tough, it must not be God. Because it's causing too much of trouble. If you think that it's painful, maybe it's not the idea. So some of us run from pain. We run from trouble. We run from labor. But, but pain is a sign 
that what you have has gotten too big to stay in you. Y'all are with me tonight. And if, if what you got ain't too painful to stay in you, it ain't time to birth it. But when it, when it gets so irritating that you got to get it out, if it gets so irritating, and, and let me tell you something, amen, when you look around and you see all of these things that are going on, amen, all of the things that we're building, I'm in labor, hallelujah, I'm, I'm in labor trying to produce this, so if I get aggravated sometimes, amen, you got to remember when you got people around you sometimes that are trying to produce, and people that are working with me, sometimes y'all work with me, staff members, and sometimes I'm choppy, and sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm fussy. I'm not fussing at you, but when I'm trying to get something to produce, you got to understand where you are. As many times, people can't work with leaders and can't work with folk because they're agitated. But listen, a husband and a wife will almost fight each other at labor because there's some pain happening. So if I'm a little aggravated and I get a little choppy and I get a little fussy, it's because I'm in a birth position. I'm in a time that we're birthing in church. Sometimes when you're birthing, you get aggravated with each other, but it's about the birth. Don't walk out the room and leave me there by myself because I fuss at you and yell at you a little bit. Don't walk out. It's the birth position. Paul says something in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Listen at this as I get ready to close. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Amen. Listen what he says. Hallelujah. Uh, 3. Y'all with me, saints? Put your hand together and give God a praise. 3 and 8. Now he that planted and that watered are one, and every man shall receive his own reward according to his labor, according to his labor, according to his own labor. For we are laborers. Look at the terminology that he used. Laborers. Didn't say workers this time. We are laborers. Hallelujah. Look at the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 4. And 12, and I'm going to end back in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, and labor working with our hands. So, so let me tell you what labor is. Labor is not just sitting back. If you want something to happen, the labor of work is by the hand. Just like the body of the woman produces, that's labor, your hands are labor. See, we labor with our hand. So the same concept that a woman has with her body to bring the child, if you want an idea together, this is labor. You say, I want a business. How do I get it? Labor. And God wanted us to know that. So when he got ready to make man, he said, now this is not like everything else. He got down in the ground and formed him from the dust of the ground. He made him out of the dust. Your idea needs your hand to labor. So you get pregnant in the mind, but you produce by the hand. So the idea is here. The idea of a doctor is here. The idea of a lawyer is here, but the labor is here. So if you want to produce what you got pregnant with, you got to use your hand. Businesses, hands. Schools, hands. Our problem is we're sitting back waiting on the Lord to do it. But it's in the hands. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. 
Get with me 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and 58. 1 Corinthians 15 and 58. 15 and 58. Right, 15 and 58. Therefore, my uh, beloved brethren, uh -huh. be ye steadfast, be steadfast unmovable, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Uh -huh. For as much as ye know that your labor is not Let's in stop. vain. Let's stop. I'm going, but you have to. Now, you can labor in vain. And I know you ladies that have had babies, you know good and well, you don't want to produce, go through all that pain. Imagine going through all the pain of having a baby. And they tell you you were full of air. I mean, you done yell, you done scream, you done kick. Some of y'all are backsliding there. And, 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 and they done told you you've been pregnant the whole time, and you end up, and they say, well, that wasn't nothing but gas. Your labor can be in vain if you're not steadfast and unmovable. That's important for you to understand. And, and, and all this is something that God gave you. And God wants you to produce. But if you're not steadfast, unmovable, because many of us have started in things and have put our first effort in at the first three or four months of it. But we move from it. And all your labor is wasted because you couldn't be steadfast and unmovable. How many times have you started on an idea or started on something, put all the labor in, I mean, put all the work in, but couldn't produce it. Amen. You ought to be in it for the long run. Amen. And, 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 and if you're not stable, if you don't stay to it, if you don't stick to it, you, you got to get to the point that ain't nothing going to shake you. If I don't have enough money, I'll come up with an idea. There's nothing going to stop the plan that God has put in my life. Can somebody put your hand together and give God a praise? Reach over and tell somebody, I'm going to do it and I ain't moving. My God, tell them, God's going to do it and I ain't moving. Amen. Tell somebody, I'm standing my ground. I wish somebody can give God some praises about what's going to happen. Amen. Tell somebody, I don't have to have all the money. Amen. It's going to happen anyway. I don't care how many classes I flunk. I don't care how many times they give me an F, I'm going back in there. I'm unmovable because I'm not going to waste all this time putting all my work in and changing to something else. I'm going to stick to this. Somebody say hallelujah. And what the devil is trying to do, because it's important, when God promises you something and you don't stick to what God promises you, the devil will try to make you feel like God has sold you false advertisement. But I want to tell you, stick to what God has told you. Sometimes you don't see it. Sometimes it's not there. Sometimes you don't know what's going to happen. But if God told you you're going to do something, Stick to what God has promised. Stand fast to it. Somebody say praise the Lord. Put your hand together and give God a praise and say hallelujah. <laughs> Out of your mouth, I want you to look at somebody and say this thing is coming to pass. Amen. I don't care what it is that you're trying to do. I don't care what it is that you're making an effort to do. Tell somebody this thing is coming to pass. <laughs> hallelujah. Tell them again, this thing is coming to pass. And I wish you would give God a praise for what you're believing. Listen to this. Amen. I want you to get this. He keeps talking about labor. Galatians chapter 4 and 11. Galatians the 4th chapter and 11 verse. 
Amen. I am afraid of you, lest I have bestowed upon you labor in vain. Labor, labor, labor. I want to deal with that word, just labor. Ephesians 4 and 28. Ephesians 4 and 28. Let him that stole still no more, but rather lay, let him labor, working with his hands, things which is good, with his hands, the things which is good, that he may have, that he may give to him that needed. Amen. I want you to understand again, amen, the labor of God. Give me 1 Thessalonians 2 and 9. 1 Thessalonians 2 and 9. Hallelujah. Amen. And while you're going there, grab somebody by the hand and say, I can do all things through Christ that strengthened me. Come on, give them a praise and say thank you. Amen. Look at somebody and tell them, it's in you. Amen. Tell them again, it's in you. Hallelujah. Tell them it's in you. Can you give God a praise? Tell him it's in you. Amen. How many of you believe that God has something in you? Amen. Reach over and tell somebody it's in you. Tell them the business is in you. Amen. Tell them the store is in you. Amen. Tell them it's in you. It's in you. It's in you. It's in you. Come on. Give God praise. It's in you. And sometimes you can't see. When a woman is first pregnant, you can't see the pregnancy. You don't know what's going on. You look the same. Amen. You, your body looks the same. Your body hasn't taken any shape, but you're still the same. Amen. Look at somebody and tell them, I look the same, but I'm pregnant. Tell them something is happening in me. And I know some of y'all looking and saying, not, not, not me, Pastor. I'm not talking about that kind. I'm talking about an idea, a concept. How many of y'all believe that? Amen. Tell them I'm pregnant with a millionaire. Amen. I'm pregnant with a business owner. Amen. It, listen, my body hasn't shaped to it yet, so you can't see it. My finance hasn't shaped to it. Amen. I still look broke. Amen. You see, you can be pregnant and keep that figure eight, but after a while, it changes figures. Amen. I'm, I'm a doctor. I just don't look like it yet. Amen. But give me some time for what's in me to grow. Amen. Give me some time for what's in me to grow, and I'll grow out of poverty. Give me some time for what's in me to grow. I'm going to grow into a business owner. Amen. Give me some time. I'm going to grow. Uh, that, that clinic is growing. Somebody say hallelujah. And I need somebody that believes I want you to go and do like Amen, Darlene, go ahead and get your spiritual maternity dress. Amen. When you know that you're pregnant, you start preparing for the pregnancy. Amen. If you're pregnant with a business, you need to have a business, a business baby shower. Y'all with me? A millionaire baby shower. Amen. Are y'all with me, saints of God? Amen. Call all your friends together and say, come on, let's have a baby shower. What you talking about? I'm going to have a, I'm going to have a clinic baby shower. Amen. I'm going to have a construction business baby shower. I'm going to call everybody in and tell them this thing is about to happen. Somebody say, praise the Lord. Reach over, tell somebody, celebrate with me. Because something is about to burp out of me. I don't look at now. I still look broke. 
I don't look like it now. I still look like I ain't got no money. I don't look like it now. I drove it in with a raggedy car. But listen, just keep on watching me in a few months. Amen. I'm going to spread a little bit. Keep on watching me. Something is about to happen. Can you put your hand together and give God a praise and say hallelujah? Reach over and tell somebody something's in me that others don't see. Amen. There's an idea in me that others don't see. I see for I see it happening. Somebody say, pray the Lord. Amen. Listen, let me tell you something. And when you know what's inside of you, you understand there's a period of time that nobody knows what you have. Nobody knows what's going on. And everybody look at you normal and don't know what's happening. But inside of you, you've done your work and you know your study and you know what's going on. Amen. There's a time that nobody can see it by what they see. But you know, is there anybody that have taken the test and you know that it's about to happen. You know that it's about to take place. I don't need any convincing from my family. I don't need any convincing from my friend. I know what's working in me. I know what God told me. I got a promise that it's going to happen. Put your hand together and give God a praise. And say hallelujah. Come on, give him a praise and say thank you. Give me quickly Amen. Colossians 1 and 29. Amen. Something is working in you. Amen. Colossians 1 and 29. Give me just a minute here. Amen. 1 and 29. What does it say? Whereunto uh -huh. I also labor, striving according to his working, uh -huh. which worketh in me mightily. It's something working in me. Songs to uh, 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 Philippians 2 and 23, uh, 2 and 13. For it is God which worketh in you. It is God that's working where? In you. It's God that's working where? In you. In you. Both it's, to uh-huh. Both to will and to do. It's God that's working in you both to will and to do. First Thessalonians chapter 2 and 13. For this cause. Also, thank we God without ceasing, because when you received the word of God, which ye heard of us, ye received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, uh -huh. which effectually worketh also in you that believe. That worketh also in you that believe. Listen, I want you to understand something. There are three components of birth. There is the conception, and there's the part that the body works on its own, and there's the birth. Two places that need your work. You're needed at conception, and you're needed at birth. But God is filling out the in-betweens. Somebody say hallelujah. Some of you all trying to worry and trying to figure out where the money is going to come from. You're trying to figure out where all of these things are going to happen? Let me tell you something. God created pregnancy internal and not external for a reason. Because that's where God works behind the scene. There's something that God doing. He don't need you to know. He put them somewhere that he can work. All I need you to do is get con conceive it and birth it. 
Some of you are wondering where God's going to get this from and where it's going to happen. God said, that ain't your business. I put it inside you. All I want you to eat, sleep, and breathe, and stay alive, and everything else is going to come to pass. Let me tell you something. When God stepped out in the universe and said, let there be light, and there was light, God backed out, had enough confidence in the word that he spoke, and it came forth. I have enough confidence in what God has spoken in your life. I don't care what comes against you. I don't care what fights against you. I have enough confidence in God that he's able to do what he said. And not only is he able to do, but he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think. Look at somebody and say, God is going to do this. Put your hand together and say, God is going to do it. God has enough confidence that he can put a seed there and walk away nine months and come back and believe it's going to happen. I want you to believe that a seed has planted in you today and that we can walk out of this church today after that seed has been planted in you. I want you to walk out rejoicing. I want you to walk out celebrating. I want you to walk out happy. I want you to walk out rejoicing and believing the end result is coming. Tell somebody it's coming to pass. Amen. Put your hand together and say it's coming to pass. Amen. Grab somebody by the hand and tell them, what is it that you believe in God to do? What is it that God has promised you? What is it that God has told you? It's coming to pass. I see four, it's coming to pass. Vow, it's coming to pass. Business owners, it's coming to pass. When you pray, God will perform it. Can somebody say hallelujah? Put your hand together and praise him. When the time is right, I don't care what try to stop you. When the time is right, amen, the, the devil got to eject you from your condition. Amen. Listen, uh, Moses went down to Pharaoh and told him to let God's people go. But God had already had a time set on their delivery. When God has a time set on your delivery, I don't care what the devil do. He can't hold you beyond the time that God has set. God had told Abraham, he said, now your seed is going to be in Egypt for 400 years. But at the end of 400 years, I'm going to deliver them. And Moses went down and told Pharaoh, God said, let my people go. And Pharaoh said, I'm not going to let them go. He refused to let them go. Ten times Abraham, Moses had a conversation with him and, uh, and, 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 and Pharaoh said they're not going. But that last time, Abraham, he didn't understand that the 400 year had kicked off. And the Bible said that night, Amen. Let me tell you how God works. God has an order. You see, amen, before a woman has a child, amen, she, her water breaks and blood flows from her body. And God say, uh, Pharaoh, it ain't time yet. I got to get some water. So God moved on the water and turned the water to blood. So you can't have the baby without the water breaking. So he turned the water to blood. And then God put blood over the doorpost. And when the blood came over the doorpost, he says, time to deliver. There's some things in your life, there's a time set. I don't care what the devil do. When the time set, he said, let us not be weary and well doing in due season. Tell somebody it didn't happen yesterday because you wasn't due yet. It didn't happen last week because you wasn't due yet. Don't give up because it hadn't happened. It just wasn't your due date. And sometimes because it's not your due date, the devil make you think it's going to happen. It wasn't your due date 10 years ago. It wasn't your due date 5 years ago. But God say your
new date is on the way. Somebody say glory. Say glory. Tell somebody, don't get upset because it didn't happen last year. Don't get upset because they didn't give you the okay last year. Don't be upset because you didn't get the loan. Don't be upset because you didn't get the house. Somebody say glory. It wasn't your time, Sherry, 10 years ago. It wasn't your time 15 years ago. But the other month, God said, it's your due date. Go get your house. God is saying, it's your due date. Look at somebody say, neighbor, your due date is around the corner. Don't give up. Don't stop. Don't turn in the towel. Glory to God. Put your hand together and give God a praise. Hallelujah. You ought to grab somebody and tell them my due date is almost here. Come on, give him praises. I want you to understand before your due date, there comes labor. There comes pain. I watch you, darling. I watch you go through being fired, not having a job, being homeless because of the job. That was labor. That was labor pain. I watch you when you were lied on and they fired you, but that was all labor. But thank God before the pain. Let me tell y'all something. I'm about to go, but many times before I get up to minister, somebody introduces me. And when they introduce me, they're preparing you for what's about to come. And after they introduce me, y'all start standing up because the introduction tells you what's about to happen. Pain introduces birth. Pain introduces babies. If you got some pain, the birth is next. And just like, just like when they introduce me, you start standing because you know I'm coming. I want you to understand your pain is introducing your business. Your pain is introducing your miracle. Your pain is introducing your breakthrough. Look at your neighbor and say, stand up. Your pain is introducing your breakthrough. Don't give up. Wait on it. woman she she tells when she's about to have a child she doesn't look at the time clock she feels what's going on in her body and when the contractions get harder and faster she's saying it's about to come they're five minutes they're four minutes they're three minutes they're two minutes they're one minute and the body starts opening up because something is about to happen. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I want to check your contractions. Are you having problems? Are they coming hard? Are they coming fast? Is there trouble over here? Trouble over there? Is it like this? If it ain't one thing, it's another. You pay one bill, another get behind. Stop one person from talking, another person talk. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, according 
to what you're going through, you're just about to deliver according to your tears. You're just about to deliver. Look at somebody and hug them and say, neighbor, you're not dying, it's just labor. You're not dying, it's just labor. Push, 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 don't run. Push, woo, push the business out. Push, tell somebody push, push. And I tell you, I, 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 I just need a few midwives. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'll be a midwife or a mid-husband. That's a new term. We'll just have to fix it later. This morning, go to somebody. Get in their ear and say, push beyond the pain. Push, push, push it out. Push out the business. Push, push it out. Push out the dream. Push, push it out. Push out the idea. Well, what is push? Praise until something happens. Praise until something Hug your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm about to shout this baby out. I'm about to dance it out. Get out of your seat. Hey. Some of y'all have the questions. Why, why is life so difficult? Why is what I'm trying to do so hard? I start, I do everything I can. I'm putting everything in I can. And look like, let's stand to our feet. I'm getting ready to pray. Look like nothing happens for me easy. Is God really with me? Like, it looked like nothing's ever easy. It doesn't come easy. That abundant, exceeding abundant above all, you're going to ask a thank. Get it from me. Now unto him that's able. Everybody stand to your feet with me. Lift your hands up. And I want you to really think about what God has given you, what idea, what concept, what business. 
It may be young people in school. It may be somebody trying to get out of a financial struggle. It may be somebody trying to start a business. It may be somebody just says, you know, I've been struggling financial. I'm trying to get up, struggling in life, trying to get to the place that I want to get. It looked like everything that I try. I, I don't know if y'all ever been that way. That everything you put your hand to do and try to succeed at doing, it like it keep failing. As much as I try, just it just it's just it's just not working. Those are not signs to give up. Those are signs to push. I like that one. God is great. Push, man. Push, push, push. And you know, sometimes in the pushing process, things go back in. But don't give up. I think one of the things that I've been really, really dealing with just lately is the stress. When we, when we deal with just the stress of trying to prevail or the stress of trying to get out. Bring it up a little bit, musicians. The stress of trying to get out certain ruts or certain conditions. Do you know how hard it is to try to get out of poverty? Do you know how, to, how hard it is to try to establish something for yourself? I watch you, April. Thank God for you. Come, come here. Give me a hug. I watch people. I watch you and your husband, Vlad. And, uh, you know, April's a go-getter. About one of the best banana pudding ladies I know. I mean, got all the strength of a, you know, working and working and working. And a few months ago, she had to have, what, open heart surgery? You know, you got all your goals. You're doing everything you're doing and working. And let me tell you, it's something when you're healthy, and all of a sudden, you got to go through a stage. You got to go now, get your cut hard open. You got to start back over. Raising your children, doing this. But I watch her fight. Get back up. Get back up. I watch you, Jazz. I watch you. I watch you. Got your son, raising him, all those responsibilities. I watch Darlene help shape your life. With her witness to you, now you are what? What you doing? Supervising the son, doing so what you doing? Come, come in, come in, come in, come in, come in. Jazz came in sharp this morning too, didn't she? She done got look at her, she done got a whoa, look at that what? Gotta do like that, Jazz. Uh oh, she's shaking. <laughs> and look at her boy. Look at her, got a look. Whoa, look at Jazz. God bless you, girl. God bless you. I looked at it today. I looked at it and said, oh, Jazz, look at you. But, but look, uh, I watched I watch these young people come in. I mean, it's been a fight. Now, She went, she tried, she had one job at one place, and they looked at her record. She had a, you know, she had an old record. Now, Jazz looked deep now, but Jazz used to be, Jazz was selling gas. <laughs> Jazz had her own gas station, y'all. I'm not talking about uh, <laughs> Shell and Wawa. <laughs> so, Jazz was selling her little gas. 
Did they fire you? They have last year. Literally, they fired her on her birthday last year. She had a gas charge. But now I make more money, and I am Sergeant Patterson. Sergeant Patterson. All right, Sarge. That's a fight. That's a fight. It ain't been easy. It ain't easy. Got to fight. And all, all, all I want to encourage you to do today is know that God put in you what it takes. He put in you what it takes. And man, I know in the course of life you're working through something, it is going to be painful. It is going to hurt. Push. Shalom, God bless you. You got to push. And I, I, I want to know if you got at least a couple of more pushes in you. All right? Some more pushes. Because all it takes is some good pushing. You all that are in school, don't drop out. Don't drop out. You all that are trying to start businesses. Now, this is what the, the Lord gave me. Don't drop out. Now, let me say this as I get ready. In, in the book of... Uh, 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 Genesis. Keep playing, musicians. Y'all don't have to get low till I tell you. Y'all just keep playing. Y'all got it right. Y'all going up and down. Just keep mellow, all right? Ain't got to do nothing. Just keep mellow. I, I tell y'all when. Just keep it everywhere. Yeah. But listen, there's confusion about Genesis 1, I think in 21, 23, it says, God said, let us make man. People are confused about that. Some say that God is talking to the angels and everything else. No, that's not God talking to them. He's talking to man. He said, let us make man. So it says God created man, but God said, let us make man. Because what's going to happen, God is going to make one man. He ain't making no more. He's making one. Now, he's going to use that one man to make more. So he said, let us, the man that I made, and me, let's make man. Because what's happening now? Man has the capacity of making more men. And God didn't have to go back in him no more. All he had to do is keep having relationships and he's going to keep making man. God doesn't have to speak to you but one time. Now all you have to do is start acting in what God has told you to do. Quint, the business is yours. Vlad, the business is yours. Keep working towards it. Now that doesn't mean it's not going to come with oppositions and fight. Bless you, honey. Love you back there. Good to see you. God gave me this message to encourage you. Bring it forth, Kobe. Bring it forth. Now, I want you, as I'm getting ready to lay hands and pray, I want you to lift your hands this morning, and I want you to really, because something's going to happen. I want you to pray about whatever idea or concept that it is that God has given you, whatever vision it is. And I want you to pray. And I want you to ask God to give you the strength. I believe in you, Jackie. I believe in what God is doing. I believe it. Lift your hands up. Gerard, come here. Where's Jackie? Come here. Is Jackie here? Thought I saw Jackie. Go get Jackie. Go get Jackie. Come here. I want you to pray about it while your hands are lifted up. Just about two or three minutes. Lift your hands up. 
Something that the devil's telling you you can't do. Something the devil's telling you to give up on. Something that's very difficult and hard. I want you to pray. I want you to believe God right now. I want you to pray. Open your mouth and talk to God. God, I trust you. I believe you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I trust 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 you. There's nothing too hard for God. You can do this. 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 The Lord put in my heart, and I'm getting ready to pray for you. The Lord put in my heart to start these encyclopedias. I'm writing a whole volume of encyclopedia books on the Bible. And at the time that we were writing those things, Jackie was attacked with cancer. Gerard was attacked with his pancreas and sugar, right? At the same time, both of them under physical attack. One was in the hospital, one was out of the hospital, one was in, one was out. But I watched them these, these last week. I told them something I needed. I needed a book by a certain time. And I watched them. I, I told them there was a book that I needed because I wanted it out. And I watched them go beyond sickness, beyond their health condition and went and, and produced that out. Learn how to work with your pain. Work in your frustration. And I believe I'm speaking this message today because there are people in here. Alicia, work. I believe, I believe that the cup of Eden is going to come forth. I believe it. I believe it's going to be great. Brother Spence, I believe the business. I believe and don't give up on it. Man, you can go through so much on it, the devil will say, give up, stop. Amen. But I want everybody in this building to grab a hold of your vision, grab a hold of what God has put in your spirit, and do not let it go. I see four is going to minister to us in song, and you all that want prayer, why don't you come as they minister to us? Song, God is great and greatly to be praised. Sister, I want to pray for you, all right? Amen. Let's sing this.